This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Every now and then you have an aha moment. You learn or discover something that is truly life-changing. And every now and then it helps you become a better deer hunter too. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the single most important discovery I've made since I first walked into the deer woods. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we are talking about the secret deer hunting weapon that is changing people's lives. And that is no exaggeration by any sense of the term whatsoever. And to help me unpack this, I have one of, if not the leading authority in the field, Dr. Bill Dickinson with us, who's a founder of a company that I believe is doing some of, if not the single most important work in the hunting industry today, and that is helping people not just preserve, but also restore their ability to hear while hunting in the woods. Bill, it's great to have you with us again today. Hey, George. Man, it's it's always great being with you and appreciate the opportunity. I, I, get, I get excited about our conversation, so... And I know you got a lot of good stuff to tell us today. So I get to I get to listen for a little bit too this time. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we got both barrels loaded today. And I know before we even jump into it, I wanted to spell the first thing a lot of people are thinking, and that is they think, well, you know, deer hunting and hearing protection doesn't really matter. You take one shot or two shots a year and it's it's no biggie on your hearing. And you know, guys, I have heard that until I started experiencing the effects of it myself after just a few seasons. And I realized almost all of the hunters that I know that have hearing loss are deer hunters. Now in Pennsylvania, most of the hunters do hunt deer, but most of the people I know that have hearing loss, they got that hearing loss through deer hunting over years and decades. 
and and just something that has compounded slowly. Although for some, as I think Bill's going to share in a little bit, it can be that one shot that takes you from relatively fine until you know, just, just completely even lose the, the ability to hear out of one of your ears. So this is something that affects every hunter, but we're going to go deeper than that. This is not just about hearing protection. The things that Bill and his team have developed, they enable people who have already lost their hearing to be able to hear as a hundred percent in the field, just like they could back when they had a hundred percent hearing, they're able to, to restore the ability to hear deer walking and calling and, and twigs snapping and leaves falling out of trees. And then it goes one step even further than that, but it adds the ability to hear better. Whether your hearing is poor or excellent, what Bill's put together has enabled you to hear the specific sounds that deer make in the woods amplified over everything else that's going on. You know, bird calls, that's at normal volume. But a deer makes a noise or steps on a twig, all of a sudden you can hear that clear and from a distance. So there's something for everybody here. If you're a hunter and you ever have or ever will step in the woods hunting deer, this is important. It's critical. It could potentially be life-changing for you also. So Bill, before I still all the thunder you know let me just give you the chance to to sort of speak into that and the the you know losing your hearing over time versus sort of the one shot approach geez uh i absolutely love listening to you talk about this company george it's um it's very exciting i love the passion and uh and and absolutely you know kind of how you've had your eyes open because that that tells me we're doing the right thing and um and and i I really do i I appreciate it tremendously and in allowing we, you know, we can do a lot of hard work. We can do the science. We can, we can take all the risk. I can, uh, I can talk my wife and uh, to, to, to mortgage and everything that we have to start the company, but it doesn't make any difference if we don't change lives, uh, you know, like, like yours and, and that you, you get the opportunity to talk about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful with that. You know, you asked about hearing loss. Hearing loss is, um, you know, we got a, we got an unbelievable amount of, of data uh, on, on what, what impacts the ear, what hurts the ear, uh, what you need to do to keep the ear healthy and, and what goes wrong with different diseases and different medications and all the stuff that kind of, it, it, it's called everyday life, right? Um, and, and noise is, 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 is one of the big things. You know, we, we constantly think that hearing loss is a, has to do with birthday cake. And, and man, that couldn't be more wrong. Uh, that it, the hearing loss is not just an, an, an old age issue or it's not related to birthdays. Um, we get more hearing loss as we age, but it's because when it's noise-induced hearing loss, which is the majority, the great majority of all hearing loss that we deal with, when it's noise-induced hearing loss that, that we get more and more towards later in our, in our life, it's because of what we do to ourselves across our life, you know? Uh, and it is, you're right, it, it, it may be that one shot at that good whitetail buck, um, but when it happens, you know, three or four times a year, if you're hunting multiple states, and then it happens, you know, 20, 25, 30 years, all of a sudden that one shot really adds up. The problem with that, George, is, is that hearing loss is absolutely a composite score, you know? It's, it's like what we're going through right now in my house with my, uh, with my senior as he's been taking the ACT, you know, for two or three times now. And, uh, and it's all about that composite score that they always talk about, right? Well, that's hearing loss. 
and it's it's what we do when we're having fun with a gun in our hands but then it's also what we do when we go out and listen to music and it's what we do when we're in the truck listening to music or uh or or where that truck's going for work right it's it's recreational and it's occupational noise exposure and and most deer hunters uh, are not necessarily just sitting behind a computer all day, right? Uh, they're you know, construction workers and factory workers and building stuff and, and doing, you know, big equipment, noisy equipment and cool tools and all that stuff. But, you know, it's easy to be hard on your ears all week and then you run away on a Friday uh, as quick as you can and, and go play in the woods all weekend and, and your ears just never get a break. And so, um, so that one shot can absolutely make a difference, especially if you're sitting, uh, you know, you're, you're shooting, you get some reflection off of a big tree, or if you're shooting next to any type of a building or, or, you know, all the different blinds that are out, the hard, rigid blinds, uh, or even, even a pop-up tent, you know, the more that you capture that sound in that cavity, uh, the absolutely more damaging that it is uh, for your ear. And man, I've got, I, I guarantee you, you don't, you could swing a dead cat in deer camp and, uh, and somebody can tell a story about they were shooting uh, in, a, in, a, in a shooting shack or a blind and that muzzle wasn't out far enough or they forgot that they got a new muzzle break or, or a ported barrel. And the amount of sound that can end up uh, in, in that blind is absolutely deaf. And then even you have the person who's next to them, they take a shot, maybe, you know, the gun's angled just a little bit off center and, and they catch a little more of that muzzle blast than they realize. Then even if it's a small caliber, it could have, you know, amplified effects. Jeez, we're already getting that. Um, we're, we're, we're once, you know, once the, the resident goose season and some of the teal stuff, um, you know, has opened up or not so much with the dove hunting, the, the dove hunting kind of kicked off a, a, a big spike in, in sales. Um, but man, the phone calls are already this week, we've gotten two calls from hunters up in Saskatchewan, uh, where, where, you know, the guys are swinging over their, over their heads and, um, you know, it's all in the excitement. And then there's one thing when it's a, when it's a safe shot. Uh, absolutely. That's what, you know, we all pray for every time the trigger is pulled is that, you know, everyone's doing the smart thing and doing the safe thing, but uh, sound is a whole lot bigger difference than, than that projectile that's coming out of the gun. And, and um, I, I'm telling you, uh, we, we sold three to guys up in Saskatchewan right now that, that, that have all called and said, man, I got, I got my ears wrong. I'm done with this. I've been looking at you guys online. Can I, can I order it? And, and I need it waiting for me when I get home. And, um, and it's, it, it's unreal. Uh, we had, we had a couple of those, I had two cameramen during Turkey season. And, and again, you know, that, that bird came in and, and, and did something that was unexpected and the shooter had to move and swing on the bird and take a shot. And, and now the cameraman, again, it was a, it was a safe shot from a shooting position uh, but the cameraman, two cameramen, you know, lost their hearing because they ate the muzzle blast off of someone shooting a bird that, you know, tried sneaking out the side and, and, and the hunter swung on it. And so we hear all the stories. I've heard them for 30 years as a, as a hearing doc. And, and that's kind of, you know, that it's that type of, of mission that we feel that we're, that we're trying to fix and, and, and change. I've spent 30 years 
fixing ears and fixing hearing and restoring the delight of hearing, if I can end my career with Tetra on preventing hearing loss, then, uh, then to me, that's priceless. Oh yeah. That, that's the, that's the gold standard right there is, is stopping it from happening, helping people enjoy a full range of hearing, full range of hunting, full range of life without making those, those couple mistakes. And, and guys, I just want to make sure I mention, you know, this is not a Tetra commercial. Like I'm not getting paid to do these episodes. There's no kickbacks. There's no commission. I've got nothing to sell. It's just that important. I felt like, you know what, we need to get Bill on here. We need to talk about this. We need to, we need to let deer hunters know not just how to protect themselves, but all the things that this technology can add to the hunt. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a, a good place to, to move to next, Bill, is just tell us all the different ways that what you guys have developed can benefit the deer hunter. From someone who's hunting from a, maybe it's a 243 or 30-06 or a 300 Winchester Magnum or even a, you know, a bow, the, the different things that this brings to the table. You, you know, I, I love that you kind of, that you threw in even the bow or, you know, even the archery hunter. And, um, cause I think that archery hunter is really what, what separates what, what Tetra is doing that, that all the other hearing protection companies, um, you know, are, are th- that are doing different than what we're doing. And, um, you know, if you hang around me long enough, George, you'll hear me. Somebody will say like, oh, Tetra, you know, geez, we see you everywhere. You're the new hearing protection company. And, and I said, well, yeah, kind of, but not really. <laughs> and, and it's always, you know, they get a puzzled look on their face. And I said, we're the new hearing technology company, uh, not just the hearing, not just hearing protection. And for that archery hunter is where that shines, shines through the most. Um, and it's this idea of, I'd really say, you know, archery deer hunter or, or, or elk hunter um, <clears throat> or, or the turkey hunter. And this idea of like restoring that delight of hearing in the woods and the idea of being able to, to, to hear the animal that you're chasing, whether it's that gobble, whether it's the fly down, whether it's a, a cluck or, a, you know, a, a perm or that beloved spitting and drumming like during the spring season, um, or you're an archery hunter hanging in a tree and, and your dang eyes are, your, your eyes can only give your brain information in 135 degrees, right? You can move your eyes side to side. At some point you have to move your head or move your shoulders. You're trying to, if you try to get 180 degrees, now you gotta, now you're really kind of moving your head back and forth and moving your shoulders. And, and you know, that, that movement in the deer woods is what, is what keeps deer alive. Right. I mean, they, they see, they see us moving, uh, clearly your story, which I can't wait to hear, uh, clearly your buck didn't see you moving. Um, but you know, our ears give our brains information from 360 degrees. We're, we're, and it's, it's, it's 360, uh, you know, 24 seven, we have, um, you know, great example. Our, our ears never take a break. They're constantly monitoring the environment and, and, and they decide and they're sending information up to the brain and the brain is going to, you know, there's different parts of the brain that determine uh, importance of, of different sound inputs. Perfect example. We've got a, a 13 and a half old uh, German short hair. Uh, my bird dog and, and my buddy, uh, and he's, he's on a very, a very, very steep descent 
Uh, I know, I know his big day is coming. Um, he and I have agreed that he's going to somehow let me know when, and I've agreed to do what I need to do uh, to, to, to honor him. But he's having a lot of trouble with his, with his bladder and he's, he's kind of going, he's drinking too much water and he's not voiding enough. And um, so a dog that for 13 years has never, ever gotten up. Matter of fact, you got to kick him out of his, out of his crate. Uh, at nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, he is not a morning dog. And now he's waking up about 3.30, 4, 4.30 in the morning and he has to go outside. And, um, and you know, the other night uh, we fell asleep, fan in the window, windows are finally open here in Tennessee and the air conditioning's off and the fans running all day or all night. And my brain doesn't pay attention to that, right? My ears pick up on the sound but all Barkley has to do is start whimpering and whining and scratching his crate. And, and man, I wake up in, in a second to get up and go get him out. Or, you know, back in the day, a baby would cry. And yes, I would wake up. I would, I would help mom just as much. Right? <laughs> not, not everyone's going to believe that, but, or your alarm clock goes off. Right. So, so one sound, the fan running all night, your brain doesn't pay attention to another sound goes off it your ears supply your brain with information and your brain says i need to pay attention to that and george man that's what we're, we're just trying to take that science and take that into the deer woods and take that into the turkey woods and put that on the edge of the mountain for elk hunting and arkansas timber for for duck hunting and south dakota fields for pheasant hunting we're, we're taking that type of science and applying that uh, in, in this case, into the deer woods, in this idea that we have a, a very high-end 16-band, 16 16-channel 16 sound processing circuit, we can decide exactly what frequencies we want to enhance and what frequencies we want to decrease. And what we've done, we spent a lot of time uh, that for the deer hunter, these are the things that you need to hear and these are the things that you don't need to hear. So it's not just about making everything louder. We can say this frequency gets amplified 9.2 times. This frequency gets amplified 12.7 times. This frequency gets amplified 2.4 times because it's not as important, right? Um, but you still need to hear it. You need to hear that blue jay because that blue jay is telling you something or, or that chipmunk that's given off the alert or the ground squirrel uh, or, that, or that super angry fox squirrel that's up at the top that's just hollering. He's either mad at you or he's mad at something else happening in the woods. And, and you need to hear that stuff. Um, you sure need to hear that cadence. Uh, we can all close our eyes as deer hunters and, and we know when that yearling is, is trotting through the, the leaves, right? And doesn't have a worry in the world. You know what that cadence sounds like. And, and, and the doe, mama's cadence it, walking through is, is much slower and more deliberate. And then we absolutely know exactly what that buck sounds like, both when he's chasing mama, uh, as, as, as well as when he's being super sneaky and super sly. And um, if that's going on behind you, you got some hearing loss, you don't even know that those deer are there. And uh, that's where the value, and that's a long way of saying, that's why we're a hearing technology company. Uh, just because that, as an archer, you're not gonna damage your ear, you still need to hear what's going on in 360 so you can hunt 360. Um, but if you're, if, you're, if you're up in that tree with a muzzle loader or a rifle, uh, we also need to suppress that shot when that, when that gun blast goes off.
Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell you guys, it works. It really works. So I was out, I just, this, just this, uh, for lunch today, I was eating some deer pepper sticks that I just got back from the butcher from, uh, the largest buck that I ever took this year. Most pounds on them, heaviest, almost couldn't get them out of the woods. And I was out for, um, sitting in the blind with my bow had my Tetris in, right? My ear, my hearing is excellent. Took Bill's free test on the website. I've got good hearing and the test results to prove it, but I'm sitting there with earplugs in. Now, most people would say, that's crazy. I'm sitting there saying, this has given me an advantage. There's a little bit of an edge here. This is this is helping me not, not restore any lost hearing, but hear those little nuanced sounds. And I was sitting there just soaking in the day, all the different sounds out there. Some things sound totally normal, just as I'm used to them sounding. A few other things I could just tell that that sound was augmented, uh, particularly those blue jays grabbing a nut and trying to smash them on the gas line road. I can tell you that for whatever reason, that sound bite gets, <laughs> gets amplified a little bit, but I'm sitting there and then I could just hear something. It sounded bigger. I could just hear the, the, the gravity of the footsteps. And I knew it wasn't a squirrel. I knew it wasn't a chipmunk. I knew it wasn't another bird landing, tapping nuts. I could just, just, you know, out of the distance, something I probably would have never even heard or knew what it sounded like, but I could hear it. I started looking around, just scanning right, center, left, looking, looking, and then boom, there he is standing there. One of my target bucks just pops out. And he's at 40 yards and it's guys, it, it was, I mean, it's it early fall, super early. No, there were no leaves on the ground. Everything was green is the quietest time of the season for deer hunting. And he pops out. There were no leaves to crunch or sticks to break, but I could hear the, the footsteps and the weight in them from must've been, obviously it was more than 40 yards when I heard him probably somewhere like 60, 70 yards. And I started hearing that coming in. And then as soon as I saw him, I just got ready. I didn't have any extra movement. I wasn't, you know, he didn't catch me, you know, checking something on my phone or taking a drink or eating a snack or, you know, doing something that, that might've blown it. And then once he pops out, you know, within 30 seconds, he, he's on his way to the butcher shop. I mean, it was just, it, it was just the, the coolest thing going you know, I just, it was almost like a sixth sense. Like you heard it, but you just weren't used to that sound, but you knew that was a deer. And that happened previously, even that day with some, you know, with a little doe that, that popped out and like, I sort of, you know, realized, okay, this is a new sound. I'm picking up on that. I'm learning that. And, you know, it was really cool. Now take somebody with perfect hearing and it helped. It was good. Take somebody whose hearing was bad and, you know, they loved archery hunting, but, but, you know, lost a lot of their hearing over the years or maybe from some event. And all of a sudden you could have your hearing amplified, be back to a hundred percent and get all those benefits. Uh, it was just outstanding. Well, man, if, if that doesn't get a deer hunter fired up, George, I don't know. I don't think anything's gonna. And so I, I can't believe your, your first sit, your first time in the woods, you once and done. And, uh, <clears throat> And man, I loved in the email earlier that you said well, you get to just spend more time focusing on ducks now. Oh yeah, it was perfect. Like a lot of people would say, oh, well, aren't you sad your deer season ended so early? I look at it from a completely different point of view. I'm like, you know, I'm one of those guys that I know what I'm there to take. I know what, what bucks are on my list or, 
or you know if someone else walks out that I that I haven't seen on camera, you know what category they're in versus who I know is around and. I saw it, I'm like, I'm taking it home, day one. Might not have been the single biggest deer in the woods, but I know how many vacation days I have. I know how many Saturdays I have. And I know that if I could take a target buck on day one, I can devote all that time to duck hunting, maybe mix in some pheasant hunting, go after some geese, uh, and just get out there and, and just do a lot of things. Or of course, I still got some doe tags if, you know, if we feel like we need them, but uh, it, it was just a great experience. And I think something that, that is eye-opening for a lot of deer hunters in terms of, you know, when you put earplugs in, I have hunted deer with earplugs, just foam earplugs. I've done it. I've gone into the woods and, and basically vowed I would never do it again. It was just so, the way I was doing it was just terrible. I'd walk around with them all day, couldn't hear anything, couldn't hear myself, couldn't hear other hunters. Then one day I decided, okay, I'm just going to worm around my neck. And then when I see the deer, I'll put them in. Well, after I lost two deer trying to put them in, I realized that plan wasn't going to work and uh, pretty much resigned myself to just slow and steady hearing loss from that point forward up until I reached a point where I could tell that was actually starting to happen and then realized, no, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something else out there that can preserve the fullness of the hunt. And then I found Tetra and I was like, okay, this goes above and beyond. This... If, if it can help archery hunters hunt deer better and then still protect the gun hunter, I mean, Bill, you guys have done something here that just, every time I think about it, I get excited, I get fired up, I want to tell people, I want to share about it. Uh, it's, it's just the right thing at the right time to, to do a job that it was so important, so critical that most people didn't even realize until it was too late. You always bring up so many great things to talk about, George, that, that, that has to do with the woods and not the woods. But, you know, I, I, it's over 30 years now of being an audiologist. And um, I, I guess one of, there's been so many highs and I've met, I've had the privilege of taking care of just hundreds of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, hundreds, if not thousands of just remarkable individuals. Um, and, and I love their stories and I love their lives. And I love how I've gotten to be brought into so many of them uh, as their hearing doc. But w one word that kind of sums up a reoccurring theme is, is the word regret and, and how many of them, and they're mostly males and they're mostly doing loud, noisy stuff, either again, recreationally or occupationally. And, and they just, they, they, they have a bunch of regret that they, they knew they should have been smarter and done better and, and they didn't. And, and again, that's what's, th those are the things that are driving, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here in, in bringing this kind of high scientific and high healthcare approach uh, to, to, you know, a health and wellness, a health and safety and wellness approach into in hunting. And it's just to not have, you know, that kind of regret and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. My, my, my youngest child just turned 18 on Sunday, uh, my son, Brendan, and, um, and, you know, he, he, one of the big stories that, that has, that became a big part of, of Tetra the month before Tetra was, was scheduled to launch a couple of years ago. And, um, and he had just 
taken off his his good buddy just got his driver's license and so you know you know what that's like for mom and dad well actually you're not there yet george so you don't know what it's like but any of the listeners Almost. like when, when you see your when you see your child drive off with uh you know with their friend and you may know that friend and love that friend and they're part of your family but it's a scary moment for any parent and um Anyway, so Brent, Brendan, you know, he had his moment. Luckily, his two sisters kind of trained me a little bit so I could get through these types of things. But wouldn't you know, they, they drive out to Bass Pro uh, and they're driving back on, on Interstate 40 and they're in the middle of a, of a six-car pileup. And, um, and I got the call and, of course, I jump in the truck and, and, and head out there as, as, as fast as I can. And you get out there and this, all of the vehicles are just a, a mangled, tangled up mess. Uh, the truck that, Ooh. that he and Ben were in uh, was just absolutely, it's one of those, you look at it and you're like, there's no way anyone could have survived after looking at that truck. And the two boys are sitting over in the grass on the hill and their faces are kind of scratched up, you know, from the airbag. But we wouldn't have had that awesome day that we had on Sunday as a family uh, turning 18 here to, you know, this week, if, if two things didn't have hap- happened on that day uh, and that accident, and it was their lives were saved, no doubt their lives were saved because of an airbag and because of a seatbelt. And, and I look at that as it, it was there, they were saved because of, of technology which is the airbag and because of the seatbelt was behavior change. And when I was his age, I remember my mom and dad used to ask me to please wear a seatbelt when I was in the car, right? Whether I was driving or my, my buddies were driving. And now, you know, kids today, they don't know what it's like to be in a, in a moving vehicle with, without a, a restraint on, without a belt on. Right. They, they came home in a car seat and they graduated to a you know, toddler seat and a booster seat. And finally, that big day gets to where they get to sit in the front with you and they get to put on a real seatbelt. And um, but if it wasn't for a seatbelt and an airbag, my life would have been turned upside down, inside out. And um, and, and, and honestly, I, I tie that back. That's what we're trying to do with Tetra, George. We're we've created a technology that takes away all of the excuses to not do anything. And, um, and, and then on top of that, we're trying to get behavior, you know, the behavior of the hunters, the behavior of, of mentors and, and teachers, guys like yourself teaching the young, the young first time hunter. It doesn't matter if you're eight years old or 28 or 38 or 48, right? Um, you, you need to be taught the right way. And, and we do a good job with things like gun safety and, and game identification and, you know, uh, like all the things that really matter. We, 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 try to, we try to instill early that it's, you know, it's not about limits. It's not about how many. <laughs> it's not about how big's the pile. Uh, it's about more important things than that. And, and man, we want hearing to be a part of that. We want hearing to be a part of a, of a young, particularly a young man, but young children, boy or girl, that hearing matters across your lifetime. And, and when you're having fun and pulling triggers or, or whether you're you know, brave enough and committed enough to, to put on a uniform, 
uh, as, a, as a police officer or a soldier or, or anything like that, or, or whether you're building houses or mixing concrete or all the other stuff, going down in a coal mine, like that hearing matters. And, and what you do in your teens and your 20s and your 30s absolutely shows up later in life in your 50s and your 60s and your 70s. And um, all the data with, uh, with Alzheimer's and dementia being you know, highly correlated to your hearing status earlier in life between 35 and 55, like, and that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, and again, that's why I'm, I'm so grateful of, of people like yourself that are willing to take the time um, to, to learn about it and then also become, a, become an ambassador about it. And it's even, it's even more beautiful, like you said, that you don't do it for a single penny. And uh, so that's, uh, that's how we create change, right? Um, that's how behaviors change. And that's what we're trying to do. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, guys, I did a, a full review on the, on the Tetras a couple months back. You know, you can find that episode. I'm pretty sure I labeled it Tetra Review and just, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour talked about the products and the details and, you know, the pros and the cons and, you know, uh, all, all the things about it. And, and it really, you know, the more I talked about, the more I realized like how important this is. And of course, they're not the only hearing protection company out there uh, or hearing technology company out there. Um, but of all the ones I looked at, and I can't say I looked at every one because every now and then I see one I didn't know exist. But of all the ones I looked at, they were the only ones that provided this this full scope of of you know, things that, that, that made it perfect for every single person. You got the hearing protection, perfect, on time, works every time, you know, turns that gun sound and, and to my opinion, something that sounds more like a BB gun in your hand. And then you've got the, the hearing amplification. If your hearing's not real good, then it brings you right back up to someone with perfect hearing. And then you've got the ability to augment those game sounds and, and make you a better hunter, even if you have perfect hearing, gives you an edge in the woods. And I thought, you know, they, they've hung the moon on this and they've got the patents to prove it. And, you know, people ask me, well, what's the downside? And I say, well, the downside is, you know, it does cost a little bit of money, right? But you guys are working on trying to get that price down, Bill. You were telling me about, you know, trying to, to find ways to, to improve the, the technology and the cost and the scale of it. Uh, but there's something else that you had mentioned um, in another communication that I saw that to me was a game changer. And that was the, abil the ability to use health savings account funds to put it towards something like this. Bill, could you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it, you know, ab absolutely. And, and, and I'm the first and the quickest to say, and, and, and I know <laughs> I think even the team kind of gets frustrated uh, that, you know, um, I still want, I want to find a premium solution or at least a superior solution uh, at, at a lower price point. And, and I, I, I give you my word, the R and D team is, is working on that every day. And we've got some, we've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe um, because it, it, it is right now, you know, we went and we, we've created a very, very expensive circuit um, that is very, very similar to the technology uh, that's in the hearing aid world in the FDA regulated hearing aid world. And, um, and because it's such a premium circuit, you know, 
it's expensive as a as a thousand dollar duck hunting device or deer hunting or elk hunting or fill in the blank. Um, but it, that's really the very similar circuit that's going into a five thousand dollar set of hearing aids. And um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we're able to shave four thousand dollars off of it or at least not put four thousand dollars in our pocket, which is usually where most of that goes. Um, but because it is that level of technology, because we can adjust it for your hearing loss and because it is uh, protecting, it, it, it is fully eligible, uh, a Tetra pur purchase is fully eligible for a, a flexible medical account or a health savings account. Um, and so, you know, we, we had a guy a couple of weeks ago that, that said, um, he's like, well, I never thought I'd be able to I never thought I'd be able to shoot more ducks on the government's money. <laughs> oh, man, that's a pretty good way of looking at that. I need to figure out how to make that into an advertisement, right? Um, but it, you're you're right. If you're you know you, you put that money away tax free, um, and uh, and it's an eligible expense. And and trust me, you know how those things work. You can only put so much money away. It's a little bit different now with the with the savings accounts, but it's either going to be spent on, you know, five or six or $7,000 set of hearing aids, or you could spend it on a $700 set of Tetras and not need this $6,000 hearing aid. Right. I saw the entry level price these days is, you know, of course, hopefully by the time some people listen to this, some of these numbers will be changed. But as of today, you know, entry levels around 700. And of course they, they do go on sale from time to time. But, you know, I used to have an HSA account, you know, a couple years back and every year at the end of the year, we'd sit there because we had uh, there was a, an amount we had to either use it or you lost it. It was use or lose. So we'd be there in the end of December going, OK, how much contact solution can we possibly <laughs> buy? Right. Where can we put all this contact solution? How many contacts can we buy? How many do we need extra pairs of glasses? And, uh, you know, had I known about this and actually didn't exist back then, but had it did, I'd have bought a new pair of Tetras every year and just, you know, started giving them to my hunting friends and, you know, just something like that, giving them to young people because, you know, just th there was almost that much every year that we had left over. We were trying to figure out what to do with. And uh, I was, you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this has just opened the door for so many people that, that could get involved that might not have been otherwise. And some of the one of the recommendations that I gave and when I did the review is that, you know, look, a lot of guys start hunting. They, they got very little resources, very little budget, and they need to get a lot of stuff. They got to get camo. They got to, you know, get a gun. They got to find a place. They might need a tree stand or a blind or boots or pants. If it's cold, you need gloves and the sky's the limit on cold weather gear. So I figured, you know what, probably people's first season, you know, it's going to be tough to spend extra money on, on high-end hearing stuff. So maybe you can squeak by with some earplugs or something like that, some, uh, you know, headphones or whatever. They've, they've got different things out there that are you can get, you know, for a dollar and things like that. But in second season, a lot of people go to upgrade their gun first. That's one of the first things they do. You know, they borrowed a, a 243 uh, the first season and now they want to buy a, a 308 or whatever the case may be. And, you know, my recommendation was, look, that use that same gun you had the first season. It'll still do the job. It may not, you know, do all that. It, you may not, you know, be able to get something that gives you a little bit more edge, 
but instead take that money you were going to invest in a new gun, get yourself some hearing protection that will preserve your hearing for the rest of your life and tell, save you untold medical bills down the road. And then you can get that gun the next time around, the next season around. But then you protect your hearing today and you've got it forever. You can get any gear anytime and that'll help you then. But there's no way to get that hearing back once you lost it. Boy, amen, brother. Um, you, you hit a lot of things right there, but they're all, they're all home runs. And it's, you know, a lot of what you've, what you've talked about in your stories tonight, George, is, um, is how, hard, how hard we prepare as serious hunters and how much we prepare and how much we sacrifice and how much we plan. Right. Like, I guess I've never really thought about it. Like, like those three things, I think, really define the serious hunter is 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 sacrifice, planning and, and, and preparing. And and I mean, more like, you know, planning is what trip, you know, what buck we do the recon of, you know, mapping out what what bucks are traveling across our property and and what trip we're going to go on. And, and, you know, when we prepare, we get our we get our gear, we buy all our gear, we get in shape, you know, hopefully we start exercising before we start walking through, uh, you know, through the woods and, and then we sacrifice, we, you know, we spend our money that could be spent on something else. And more importantly, we spend our time, right. We, 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 we voluntarily leave our families and our wives and our, and our kids. And, 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 and like we give, we give up a certain part. We take the, you save vacation days, Right. And, and we do all of that. And one of the things, our greatest asset, our hearing, how we connect throughout life, how we connect in our jobs, how we connect spiritually at church, uh, socially with friends, you know, um, how we earn our raise, everything that we do to enjoy life and succeed in life um, is, is very deeply tied to hearing. And, uh, and, and, and trust me, I've done this 30 years. I, 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 I completely understand the deaf community and I completely understand that you can have a, a, an absolutely fulfilled life, valuable, successful life with no hearing. It's been done, you know, hundreds of thousands of times over, but it's an uphill battle and it's a struggle. And, um, and what Tetra is trying to do is, is to change that conversation to make hearing part of that planning and part of that preparation and part of that sacrifice and that you're committed to it, not just when you have a trigger in your hand, but again, everything that you do with the first, and when you pick up the next chainsaw, when you pick up, when you, when you put that backpack blower uh, on your back this fall to blow leaves and, and when you're you know, running a rototiller in a, in a grinder and you just fill in the blank, right? The next time you turn on your table saw, uh, next time you bang, you know, metal on metal. And like, we just, we're trying to move the needle to decrease the incidence of hearing loss. God did not design the human auditory system to degrade with birthday cake. And, and man, we're just, we're just, we're trying to help God out <laughs> and we're just trying to keep, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that, that, that kind of wants to make a slogan with Tetra that, you know, our, our, our mission is to let ears die young as late in life and as possible. Right. 
I mean, if, 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 if we could be in our 80s or 90s uh, and, and our day comes where, where we no longer need our ears, but yet those ears are, are normal or near normal or only mildly impaired instead of severely impaired. Um, and, if, and if we can help kind of change that needle, then, then that's going to be time well spent for us. You know, Bill, you touched on something I didn't even realize, and that is, you know, ever since I started wearing Tetras while hunting in the woods, it's changed my perspective on protecting my ears. So I give you the simplest example. We have a really loud blender, you know, one of those super ninja something or other that my wife got at the thrift store or something, and it's super loud. And before, I never really cared, um, but ever since now, I'm putting these earplugs in my woods, going to the woods, and I come back and... You know, my hearing's good and I turn that blender on. Like I try to get out of the room or I keep a pair of, of you know, plastic earplugs hanging now in the kitchen to stick in my ears if I run the blender, if I got to do two or three or four smoothies in a row. And uh, it's just kind of changed my approach to all the different things that, you know, okay, I'm protecting my ears while I'm hunting, but if I'm burning them out while I'm making a smoothie, you know, how's that helping me? And you could just, you could just t feel in, in the difference. And uh, you also brought up something else I wanted to touch on before we wrap up, and that is I'm a sucker for cold weather gear. I hate being cold. I love hunting in the winter. I love hunting when it's five degrees outside, but I hate being cold myself. So I am embarrassed to admit how much money I have spent on cold weather gear. Now, I'm not a brand new hunter at this point anymore, at least not as far as deer hunting is concerned. But I'm embarrassed to say how much money I've spent on, on some outstanding cold weather gear. But then I end up shooting a buck on September 18th when it's 82 degrees out wearing the thinnest camo long sleeve t-shirt that I own. But I've got Tetras in my ear to help me and, and to give me an edge. And those are working on every single hunt, even when I don't have a gun in my hand. And uh, I just realized that, you know what, we, we put so much money into some things in hunting that do matter. They do make a difference. They might give us an edge, but they don't matter anywhere near as much or make anywhere near as big of a difference as preserving our hearing, not to mention, you know, giving us a, an equal or better edge in the woods that take more game. Boy, that's true. And, and uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of societal stuff going on with those kind of thoughts, right? Like, you know, we... It's um, it's fine it's fine to spend lots of money on expensive designer frames for eyeglasses and 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 no one's afraid to wear eyeglasses and they feel better because they've got some designer frame on that or designer name on the frame and it makes them feel feel good. But goodness, I can't tell you how many times I've had a fifty-year-old in tears when I tell them that you know in order for me to help their problems that you need to wear a hearing aid and you know society has has, has somehow shamed the the inability to hear and in, in the corrective decision that you know only old people wear hearing aids and and then you could argue that that far too often i don't think that we have nearly enough uh, respect and value and honor uh, you know, for the, for the aged in, in our society. And, and that all comes out and then it, it's, it comes out in our marketing. It comes out, you know, everyone thinks they look at a picture. This has been proven a hundred times over, uh, you know, that, that people envision themselves as, as being 10 years below your actual birth date. 
right? And um, and that just is all inconsistent with with you know hearing and protecting your hearing and and and, and fixing your hearing you know when you need it. And uh, you know one of when I was teaching at Vanderbilt, one of uh, one of the funnest projects that I do with every first year class is you know we'd pick a Friday night and. Um, <clears throat> We'd, we'd go down to downtown Nashville and, uh, and downtown Nashville back then was a little bit calmer than what it is right now, if anyone's been there lately, but I don't know if I'd do it in today's world where the streets are absolutely packed. We'd, we'd, we'd find a couple good honky tonks down at Legends or Robert's Western World and we'd, we would do a study and, and the idea was I want us to go in and, and my assignment to the students, you know, we, we'd go into one of these honky tonks and, um, and I'd, I'd say, I want you to create a hearing conservation plan. Uh, I want you to find all the, all the, all the stuff that's going on wrong and, and what you would do different, you know, pretend that I'm the owner of the establishment and you need to convince me uh, that I need to spend $100,000 on a hearing conservation plan for my honky tonk. And, and again, this is Vanderbilt students, they're wicked smart. And I mean, I, I got everything from like, you know, um, you know, they were worried about the ceiling reflections and they were worried about the, it was all about the musicians, right? It was all about, you know, this band was sitting too close to the window and there's too much reflection coming off the window. And it was all, it was just wicked smart stuff, right? Put the band here, put people over here and put the speakers here and have the speakers you know, in the floor facing up or on the ceiling facing down. And, you know, they're coming with all these crazy ideas, which I loved. But really what I was looking for is things like, you know, what do you do about the waitress? What do you do about the bartender? What do you do about like the bouncer at the front? Because those are the people that are in that situation. That band comes in and they're lucky to play at that joint once a month. Right. I mean, it, but that waitress and the bartender and, you know, the bouncer, they're there 40, 50, 60 hours a week by band after band after band. It was just funny how like everyone, everyone looked for the gross injustice of like, oh, all the bad stuff has to do with the music. And, and the reality is like, who needs the most protection in there is probably the bartender. And, um, and, and, and man, that, you know, that, that, that's the kind of stuff that I carry into the duck pit with me. <laughs> and it's, it's not about the gun and it's not about the, it, it, you know, everyone wants to make the 12 gauge, the bad, the evil thing. And it, it's not about the trigger. It's, it's the loud calling and it's the, it's the mud motor that you ran for 20 minutes down the river to get to the blind. And it's the chainsaws that you use to clear the, you know, to clear your food plot, to plant your millet, that you end up flooding. I mean, it's, it's just, again, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll end where we started. It's, it's a composite score and it's what we do to our ears along the way. And, um, and that's what we're trying to do, right? It's, it's like, we're trying to, we want to make sure we help the bartender and the waitress as, as, as much as the drummer. And, um, and we're trying really hard to make devices for everyone. And uh, in, in that example, I know that the, the drummer and the lead singer needs something very different than, than the bouncer at the front. And uh, I mean, you have my word that Tetra, we are, 
we will get to having that that full value of you know we're going to fish the whole water column we're going to have we're going to have products uh from entry model to the top of the line premium and um right now we're, we're winning a bunch of awards and we're kind of running away on the premium side and um you know my heart and my commitment is to making sure that there's something for everyone and and the important thing is to do something and, and, and I'll probably shut up on that one, George. Like it's, uh, I, I don't care if it's a Tetra. I don't care if it's an orange foam plug. I don't care what it is. We've got a cool campaign going. Uh, it's hashtag commit to here. It's part of our cold, hard truth campaign. Um, I'm, we're just rolling it out. I'm excited to get you, you know, some, some background on that. If you haven't seen it yet. Um, and, and I don't care. You can, you can win all kinds of cool stuff. Um, by sending in pictures of, of using hearing protection while you're hunting. And, and I don't care if it's a competitor product. I don't care if it's an arm, a foam plug or an earmuff or a Tetra. Uh, you have equal chance to win some of our cool prizes as long as you, as long as you hashtag commit to here and it's, it's do something. And, um, man, my advisory board, <laughs> They, they struggled with that. They didn't think it was pro Tetra enough. Uh, and, and they thought, well, you're going to sell a lot of products uh, of your competitors. And, and I said, I hope we do, because I know that we'll sell enough of ours as, as long as, as long as we, ch- if we change the conversation, we get the consumer's attention. Um, kind of just like, you know, I use you as a great example. Uh, if, if we can get someone to pause and think and say like, man, what I've been doing is not right. <laughs> and now there's a better choice. And, and, and yeah, maybe, maybe it's not the new shotgun this year. Maybe it's ears that you get to use on the next, you know, four or five new shotguns across your life. And you get to use the same set of Tetras. And so that's probably an awesome place. Uh, I can't think of anything more to say. I, I, I again, I, I appreciate you allowing us to, to have this conversation. Um, I, I promise you, you're, you're, you're changing lives, George. Well, I mean, I love what you said, Bill. Do something. Put something in your ears, guys. Protect them, whether you're hunting deer, whether you're hunting squirrels, whether you're going after ducks or elk or whatever you're going out. Do something to protect your ears. If there's a firearm involved in the equation, you know whatever you can afford, use that. If you if you need to use foam plugs for a season or two, I've been there. I didn't like it. I was looking for a better way. I'm very thankful that I found it. But do what you got to do in order to protect yourself and and be able to not just enjoy that one hunt but also the rest of your hunts and everything else that you're doing. And guys, make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. I've got links there to Bill's site, Tetra Hearing, and what they're doing. So you can get there easily. I have some notes there on the show and some of the things that we talked about that's easily shareable with others that you know. Uh, maybe people who've had some hearing loss or people that you want to try to to engage them in this conversation. They can read through the notes and then listen to the episode and all that kind of stuff. And as always, please make sure you head to iTunes, 
Leave a five-star review with a comment. It's the number one way to help grow this show and get it in front of more people. I don't need the moral support, but Apple needs it in order to, to put this higher in the search results and push this out to more people on the suggested page and just help get this message out to more people. Uh, it's just that important. It really is. So till next time, I really appreciate you guys for listening. God bless you and go get them in the woods. We'll be right back.